Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with your host, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network. The Best Ever You Show is here to help you live your life to the fullest. How? Real people, including celebrities, real advice, real places, products, and businesses, real life stories. With this radio show, printed magazine, websites, community, and more. And now, here is your host, Elizabeth. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for listening to the Best Ever You Show. Boy, have we got a chat going on before before the show started. We've got a cool chat going on about Facebook Live and how to use it, and who better to help us with that than our guest today. Um, it's really funny. And it's Shanda like Panda. I love that. You should just introduce yourself like that. Shanda Sumter is with us. And um, I, I think that's really cute, actually. She was teaching me to say her name, and, you know, it's Shanda like Panda. And now I'll always remember that, and it's, it's adorable. And um, she's adorable. If you see her picture, oh, my God, she's so cute. And Aww. wonderful, but that's not what we're here to talk about, really. Yes, you're adorable and all that good stuff, but, man, you're <laughs> business. Business, business, business. She is all business. And she's here to talk with us today about her business, Heartcore Business. So listen to this. She had 500 bucks to her name, and she went from that, and maybe that even might have been a stretch. The 500 might have been rounded up. I'm not sure. We'll have to ask her. But she... Um, she went from that to running a multi-million dollar company in a, in a span of like three years, and she's written this book that basically teaches us, um, kind of like a training manual, she says, on how to do that. It tells, you, tells us what she did so that we can kind of copy and, um, and you know, become, you know, multimillionaires our, ourselves. That'd be good, right? <laughs> I think everybody. So right. welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to be here. I love how laid back and real your show is. It's it's definitely there, isn't it? <laughs> we we uh you were saying Facebook Live and one of the reasons why is you were talking about going live after this show on Facebook Live, which I'm not gonna do but you are apparently with your <laughs> selfie stick and all the stuff is because I'm sitting here I, as you're saying that, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm sitting here. My hair is on top of my head. I have yoga pants on, no makeup, and I'm like, I'm not going live on anything. So, um, <laughs> yeah. But tell before, well, I think we should talk. What do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about, I think people love yeah. it when people teach new technology, from Twitter to Facebook. Give us a, give us a. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Well, for, a, first of all, Facebook I mean, lot. Facebook Live is not as intimidating as you think. However, you do have to be willing to show the behind-the-scenes, you know, scenario. So about 30 minutes ago, my hair was sopping wet in a bun as well. Um, I did blow-dry it out um, to to do the Facebook Live so that I'm not completely with wet, sopping hair. But um, it's also great, like, if I go out for a run, like, it's it's – believe it or not, raining in San Diego right now, which is amazing that it is even raining here. But if I went out for a run and I wanted to do a Facebook Live, where, which is really just streaming from your phone uh, right onto Facebook, people would love to see the imperfections of that because when people normally see me, they're seeing me up on stages, they're seeing me through video podcasts on TV or on the news. And so you're, you tend to be you know, professional or done up or you've had your makeup done and your hair done. Facebook Live, if you the more real you can do it, like like it would be so fun for you to do like a whole like pajama hour, 
You know what I mean? Like just sit sit in your living room and be in your pajamas and put your hair on top of your head and like talk about being, you know, the best you. You know what I mean? Like it, like you can actually like the more real you can be and the more that people can see in the back the backlit of your life, the more real you become and the more tangible you become and the more touchable you come. And so if you want to talk about like how do people how do regular everyday people who might not even be business savvy become very wealthy or people who are business savvy become even more wealthier, Facebook Live is a platform that really allows you to to scale really quickly because you can just be you. And the more imperfect you are, which we all are, the better. Yeah. The better, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I hear you. Well, I'm, You're like, I'm, I'm not I'm convinced yet. Yeah, I'm right telling now. you, it's <laughs> awesome. It's super fun. It's super fun. Well, and I think I asked you, I'm like, okay, I'm pushing 50 and you're closer to 40. And and I was like, you know, asking you, am I too old for this? Am I really too old for this? Because I have four sons and two are in college and two are in high school. And I'm thinking of moms on Facebook Live, you know, they won't let me on Snapchat. So I'm not sure they're going to let me on Facebook Live. Snapchat is actually hard to work. Like I'm not really techie, but I'm all over, you know, Facebook and and I love Instagram and I love email marketing and I love speaking on stages, but uh, Snapchat, although it's got really cool filters, it really is hard to work. And these these platforms come out so quick that I think they can have your head spin. So I say pick the one that you have the most fun on and use yeah. that and expand on it and, and lose the scarcity of thinking that you have to be on all of them. Yeah, or that you're too old for them or that your kids are going to, like, die of embarrassment if you're on them or whatever. Yeah, too bad. No, they'll be that. like, look at how cool um, mom is. <laughs> cool mom is, yeah. Um, and, and you're doing this with your phone and your selfie stick and all these yep. cool things. Um, I, I asked you, do, you know, does anybody just sit down at their computer and use the, you know, the, the uh, camera on the computer, maybe, or no? You stream. It's like, it. it no. You stream from your. You stream from your cell phone, and that's why getting the selfie sticks sticks are easier. But you know, the first few Facebook lives I did, I just used my hand, like taking a selfie picture, and right. um, and it worked great. And I just sat in my rocking chair that I sit in with my son. I have a one and a half year old son. And so I sit and look at the ocean sitting in the rocking chair, and I just decided to do a Facebook Live at the end of the day. And that was the first one I did. And it was like, you know, um, it, it was all around the intention. So if you're if you're going to do it, I would say have a point in doing it. So my point was to just kind of show everybody that, you know, we, we all have these real lives behind the scenes of our, you know, our professional persona. And my son was running around. My nanny wasn't here. And I was sitting in the rocking chair. My son kept climbing up on me and then going off. And then I would start talking about something and start talking with people on the Facebook Live. And then my son would start asking for a nana, nana, nana. And he would just start screaming for the banana. And so I'd give him a banana. And he ate two bananas while in an hour and asked for a third one. I was like, I got to go, you guys. Like, my son's going to end up with diabetes with all this sugar going in him, three bananas in an hour. But the point is is that they got to see this is what my life looks like I I run a multi seven figure company and I'm still a mom and my son still you know is demanding and he's loving and he cries and I get caught in moments where I have no support like everybody else 
And yep. what do you do in those moments? You know, and, and it's not about like having a meltdown. It's about, or maybe you do have a meltdown, but it's about, you know, we, you just keep putting one step, one foot in front of the next and keep going. Yeah, I have I have four boys, like I was saying, and they're they're older now. Um, but you know, I remember vividly at one point them being zero, two, four, and six, and yeah. praying for a shower. <laughs> just yeah. the miraculous shower. I did, I did like, that with one in the first year, <laughs> and so yeah, those sanity moments. But you know, yours that sounds pretty peaceful there with the ocean and the rocking chair and your child, and you know, peace. Um, uh huh. Well, it, it has its we moments, choose, isn't it? it yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about this book for a little bit. How did you find time in all that you do to to write a book, and what made you go from the five hundred dollars to saying no, 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 no more? I'm gonna you know do something else and create this awesome business. What was your moment? Well, the five hundred dollars was a rude awakening for me that I had to do something in my life. I have really expensive no, taste. I'm having audio problems. Can you hear me okay? Oh yeah, I can hear you perfectly. Oh, you can good. Can okay. I hear me? Yeah, t- yeah, I got you. Tell, yeah, just tell us about that moment where you decided to create this awesome business. So, so I basically had a rude awakening with myself where I did not want to live uh, in a fearful mode around finances, and having five hundred dollars in an envelope hidden in my closet was not exactly my definition of a life of freedom or a good life at that, and so. Um, you know, my, my story is I moved to Las Vegas, America, not Las Vegas, Nevada, in America from Canada, and I wasn't allowed to work in the States. And so, you know, when I had that $500, I literally had that $500. Like, I, I had no ability to make any more money. I started borrowing money from friends that I met in university to be able to pay my bills, and then I actually ended up finding a job under the table at a taco shop, and I made $40 a day. And so it, but what I didn't realize is it was teaching me how to become the entrepreneur I am today and have the grit that I have today and to look at problems with a, with an element of uh, what, what am I going to be surprised with as I solve this problem and move my life forward. So back in those days, I really just wanted to make $5,000 a month. I thought that was freedom and that was rich. And um, and from stepping into that and learning how to build a business by learning how to build an audience and an email list, I started emailing that email list. And long story short, as I made offers to consult people, people took me up on that offer. And now I'm going into my sixth year in business. And it's crazy to think that we're a multiple seven-figure company now with over 400 clients and a nice lean staff of people making a difference in the world. But it was a trippy time. It really was a trippy time. I My homes went into foreclosure. When I finally did make some money, I got caught in the real estate market. My my homes went into foreclosure. I mean, I have a series of really, really hard moments. Heartbreak, the guy that I was engaged to cheating on me. I mean, it was like one thing after another. And yep. But I just kept my, my vision locked on the fact that I really wanted financial freedom in my life. Like, it was just super important to me. And I think I've cracked the code on it. So in my book, I literally wrote every step that I did over the course of the last five and a half years to build the company that I've built. That's awesome. Is there anything in the book that you would rewrite? You know how you learn as you go and you, and you, you know, I think you learn something yeah, new every, every yeah, day. Yeah, I would probably, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really, I am a little pushy. Um, and what I mean by that is, is you know, as I'm as I'm teaching, I sell at the same time. 
And I can't help it because I'm just really calling people forward. And so in the yeah. book, I think I was definitely a little hard-lined about talking about my program, Pace Club, Profit Acceleration Club for Entrepreneurs. And I talk about it a lot in there because it's the program that I teach this stuff in, but it's also where a lot of my stories came from, from real people going through that. So if I was to rewrite it, the part that I would rewrite would be, you know, maybe to not turn anybody off with, you know, being so hard-lined about the product. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. It's it's part of it, though, when, you, when you're trying to build something. It just is, I think it's natural, and then you, you get to a point where you don't need to, to do that so much anymore. But I, I think it's probably pretty normal. Um, whatever. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, would, I would definitely rewrite that again, though, if I was to do it again. I mean, we, we have, right now, I mean, we, we have, um, you know, on a daily basis, we have a huge flow of people that come in to, to ask to, to go into our program. So it's not like we're having a shortage of client base. It's just, yeah. I, I just tend to be very strong at my opinion, and so I think sometimes that can turn people off when really the formula in there is just such a blessing for people's lives. Yeah, absolutely. Do you um, do you believe that once you do something like this, you can never go back and and work for someone else? Or or you know, I I don't know. I I I, I look back and I think. I think your life is a series of personal development moments. And I think I could have been happy in the real estate career that I had if I would have had the personal development that I have today. Like, don't get me wrong, I I really feel on purpose with my company and I love it, but I think I could have been successful in a lot of the other areas that I was in. I think sometimes we seek outside of us what we think is going to make us happy, but really before you jump, you should just get happy. I really have that that belief system because, you know, I, I could if I would have known Tony Robbins and actually had the courage to you know invest in one of his programs back then and just take the leap, then I would have probably been running a company with him or a division with him. And you know, one of the things that I can tell you is when you partner up with someone with a big name. It's all, there's a lot of doors that open up and a lot of opportunities that open up. So if you're good, you know, you could leverage and grow much faster with a bigger name versus having to have it on your own. So what I couldn't do is I couldn't, I couldn't work in an environment that I wasn't able to exercise my entrepreneurial thought processes. Like, like when I worked, I did real estate before I started my own company. And, you know, I worked for the real estate company for five months before I actually realized I wasn't getting paid because I was so hooked on this vision that I had sold Coldwell Banker on, which was building this division called Investor Relations. And we started hiring people for the division. I realized I wasn't getting paid. And so then I got given the title um, vice president of the division, and which is funny because I was only in real estate for like, I think, a year. And through being locked on the vision, I resume. It's crazy. So, so, but I, I grew this division to over a hundred million dollars inside of just over a year, and all through what I actually teach in my book, which is learning how to build an email list and learning how to sell or make offers to that email list. However, I did it with other people's email lists, which is actually that's a whole other conversation. But that's a risky way of growing. Um, but with that being said, you know I left that company because once I hit the mark. 
I found myself again, okay, you have the money, you have the autonomy, and I'm still not happy. I must be off my purpose. I must be, you know, I'm, I'm missing my passion. Something's missing here. And by the way, the job I left before that in the nightclub industry, when we got it off the ground and got the, the club successful, I left that for the same reason. Well, this really isn't serving my bigger vision of getting married and having kids. So I think if people are really honest, you'll see you keep leaving things or stopping at the same place. And the only reason why I didn't do it in my business is because I didn't have a paycheck and I had nothing to fall back on, and I hired a coach, a good coach. Oh, and that took me all so the way through so what did that to doing do what I do. Exactly, when you, when you made that leap to hire a coach. Tell us, well, everybody's you know, always afraid to hire a coach. Like, it, it, you know, no yeah. one knows what a coach really does or what they're going to do for you or, you know, all I could say yeah, well, have you ever, coach land out there. Have you ever heard of the the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad? I lost you on audio again. Oh, can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, I got you now. You said I have you ever. You perfectly. Ha, have you ever read the book or heard of the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Can you hear me, Elizabeth? Hello? It's odd. I, I still just don't have very good audio on this call for some reason. But just keep talking That's about really your book. <laughs> now I got you. I got you again. I keep getting I can hear you. Of you. I can hear you. You can, can hear me hear and I can't perfectly. hear you and I don't know why. Yeah, no, it's all good. So, um, so have, you heard, have you heard the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Yeah. Okay, so Absolutely. I interviewed his wife. And his wife said, I asked her, do you and Robert have any coaches? And I want to say she said they had four or five coaches. And and she said, of course we have coaches. She actually laughed when I asked her the question because, you know, it was more like don't all successful people have coaches or have some sort of a, a mentor or coach that they've hired to help them? And they have. They have uh, they have um, financial coaches, they have fitness coaches, they have spiritual coaches, you know, real estate coaches. Like, you're just going to make less mistakes if you have a coach. You're still going to make mistakes, but you have a confidant on your side that's not your spouse or your business partner or a family member or a friend that isn't working towards the same vision. When you have a coach, you and the coach are working towards the same vision. So they can help keep you on track. Okay, I'm going to stop you there for one second. I'm going to give an example. So, like, for example, in the background, I might own Best Ever You and do all this stuff, but I'm a coach that people call when they want to lose weight. When somebody, when somebody weighs maybe, you know, 100 or more pounds overweight, I'm one of the mm-hmm. people in the world that gets called to help people shed those pounds. Um, and it takes right. a year and a half or so, and we work every day and things like that. What kind of coach are you? When people need help, what do you help them with, business? Or do you have yeah, anything so- to do with the background? Really business. So how do you how do you leverage your time and increase your monthly cash flow? So that that's what I specialize in. So I can do it from startup or I can do it from you already have a great business and you're not profitable enough or you're having a hard time scaling. So that brings me to one of my points, and I just want to see if you if you agree with this. I think coaches, when you have a great coach, they're really specific at doing something to help you. Specific, because yeah. sometimes you're like, I'm a general life coach, and it's like, well, what's that mean? And so, to me, when when I need a coach, it's for something super specific, and I go out and I find the best person I know or somebody else knows at doing that. Yep, 
Yeah, without a doubt. I just hired a coach um, for four hours to help me with the presentation. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, like, that's, uh-huh. that's all this coach does. You yeah. know, so, yeah, for sure. Yeah, coaches are beautiful, and, and they're, they're – it's – um. You have to I think to to be coached or be a coach, both people have to be really super open to learning because you go in thinking you're the coach and it it always ends up the person you're coaching teaches you something. Always. Oh for sure. That's the blessing. <laughs> Don't you think so? Always. Uh huh. Like, yeah, and, and they help you be a better coach while you're helping them and it's it's just an interesting interesting thing. Just from a coaching perspective, I know we were talking about you hiring a coach, but I, I a, I'm trying to explain that people both use coaches and are coaches. And mm-hmm. sometimes no matter who you are, whether you have that coaching hat on for real or not, I think, because there's a lot of advice that goes round and round. But eh. Yeah, I, I don't take any advice other than from my coach. And and I do that for a I reason. My you coach would say that. The, yeah, my coach just sees the full picture. So, and I, I, I don't like if somebody asks me for advice, I'll say I don't see your full picture. It's a deeper conversation, but just off what you're sharing with me, this is what I would advise. Yeah, you know, so I, people have to be responsible with using coaches. Coaches are not. You have to be coachable, and you have to be willing to take the coaching. And if you're willing to do that, you have to remember that there are definitely going to be. I'm sure there's people you work with to lose weight that don't believe for a moment that it's going to work or they think it's hard, the coaching that you've given them, and you have to just be willing to walk that road with a coach and follow it specifically exactly how they tell you to do it, and you'll find amazing miracles happen. But the coach isn't a miracle. It's just you actually just followed the coaching. Followed the coaching, yeah, exactly. And and there are days when you want to give up, and especially when you're trying to lose that much weight and, and change, totally transform and do something completely different. Those are there's some serious give up conversations that oh, that sure. happen, and I think that happens in business too, um, where you're just like, oh, I can't do this anymore. I mean, have you had those moments where you're just like, oh, yeah, I, I, I just give? had one. I, I yeah, just had I one. Been. I haven't had one in a long time, um, and I just had one. I literally, I woke up at, I woke up, and this year I've been waking up at between two thirty and three thirty in the morning and working. And um, I woke up and I said, Ash, my fiancé, I said, honey, I think I want to make my business smaller. I think I want to, like, not close it down, but drastically shrink it. And he goes, okay, um, I'll support you in anything you want to do. And I and I looked at him and I go, no. I go, that's not, <laughs> just so you'd never take advice from your spouse. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not what I need to hear from you. I need you to tell me that I can do it and that that's okay, that I'm just having a hard moment. And and I said, um, the problem isn't my business. The decoder was the business, off, huh? <laughs> yeah, the business wasn't the problem, and the clients had the problem. The problem was is that I needed a general manager inside my company, and I'd been searching for a year for this person. I'm happy to say we've hired her, but I've been searching for a year for this person. It's been really frustrating, and it's required me to work crazy hours for like six, seven months now. And so, of course, I'm going to have these moments where I'm like, God, I just don't want to do this. Like, is this worth it? Like, is the pressure worth it? Is, you know, being tired and going to bed at like 7 o'clock at night when my son goes to bed worth it? Like, 
No, it's not worth it. No, hold on. This is just a moment. The problem isn't what I'm doing. The problem is is that I have a so I've got a a problem inside my company that needs to be solved to give me my freedom back. Right? It's just a moment. Yep. Yep. I I know. I've I took this past year and um I didn't work all that much this past year. I I had a son who um is about to sign on the dotted line to play college baseball and he was traveling all over and we were traveling all over with him and it just wasn't working to just to just be on the internet all the time and do all the things that I'm doing and stuff. So I really closed the company for about six months. But in that time, I just said, you know, I'm stepping away from this for a while, and I didn't post so much in social media, and I didn't interview anybody on the radio, and I didn't do all these things. And in what I didn't do, I found what I love to do, and that's mm. interview people on the radio and do all these things. I, mean, I was just getting really sick of it, and I'm like, oh. And I and I just couldn't see straight. And so I stopped doing just pretty much everything, and then I brought back up um, this past month what I absolutely love to do, and it's just renewed it. So sometimes it's like that, oh, too, isn't it, where you're just like, oh, you just need to, to get a get a grip. <laughs> yeah, you just <laughs> might get a grip. De- you definitely do. It depends. What, I mean, I can't I can't step away from my company now because of, I mean, it just isn't set up in that way. But I do step away from it in the essence of, like, in December, um, I like, literally from the third week of November until the end of December, I am off. And last year I took four months off, but this is actually what we're we're known for, creating the cash flow and the business structures so that, you know, you can have what's what we call flex time, which is recovery time, so that amazing people don't have to step away from their, their purpose and their business to be able to um because we need you. Do you know what I mean? Like like we okay. all need each other. And when we get burnt out and I think normal society pushes us so much and we fall into this game of, like, checking social media all the time and, you know, being disconnected from the people we love because, you know, it's just the world is set up just highly disconnecting because it's highly connecting. Like, we're connected everywhere, that it has us disconnected out of normal life and connected into this virtual world with a bunch of strangers, right, who become, like, feel some sort of a, a feeling inside of us. So, you know, my point is, is, like, the world now needs us more more so now than ever and needs great shows and needs great people to step up but at the same time there's a there's a new business model and the business model is about creating flex time and and you know athletes call it recovery time like do you know that athletes recover before they do a race they don't they, i mean they yeah. recover afterwards but that's not the strategy that like literally after you do a race like a a marathon or something like that you still, after you do it, go for a, a light bike ride afterwards or a swim. Like, you actually keep your body physically moving to move the lactic acid out. You don't just sit on the couch. But you recover before you do the race. And so my experience of powerful people is they give so much, but they have nothing set up in their schedule to give them regular recovery time. So the last week of every month I'm off. There's no business, there's no emails, there's no phone calls, there's no meetings, there's no clients, and I'm just chilling out. I'm going to the spa, I'm hanging out with my son, you know, it's just like, it's flex time. And then the last month of the year, it's flex time. This this year, it just happens to be, because I'm going to be in Hawaii for end-of-the-year mastermind, 
I will just stay in Hawaii with my best friend and some other people and hang out at this amazing condo on the ocean, and then I'll come back and go on vacation for a month. So it just works out that way this time. But that's because flex time and you know what I mean? But I don't need a break. Like I don't feel like – like I'm not like – overly excited to disconnect because I don't need a break. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's more like yeah. just an extension to the next level of, of what I'm up to in the world. And I just encourage people to take that in because sometimes you don't think you can do that, but you can. Workaholism is a habit. And every time you disconnect or need to work on your adrenal fatigue, it, you're not going to get rid of that when you when you fix it. It's going to come back again because it's how you're operating. It's not what you're doing that's killing you. It's how you're thinking that's killing you. I hope everybody listens to this and plays it back a whole lot because it's so it's so important. And I and I think I I learned that from my athlete son exactly what you just said is what he awesome. taught me. And that's it's so funny. He um you know when they he's a left-handed pitcher, and so when you, when you're a left-handed pitcher and you've pitched a whole game, no, you don't go pitch more, but you do the next day or after you're done pitching, go for you know a three-mile run, and so you're still in athlete yep. mode to get rid of the lactic acid and all that stuff. And I, and so the first time he did that, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> you're supposed to just lay on the couch and you know flop down and be exhausted. That's he's like, awesome. Oh, no, that doesn't work that's- that way. <laughs> That's awesome What'd that you you've taught you that, Elizabeth, and that you've actually listened. I can't hear you, of course. This <laughs> is we're talking. It's funny. Um, ah. But hopefully I'm not talking over you either. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Hopefully the audio will come Keep. back again. Okay. I got a glimpse of Keep you. Keep going. That's so bizarre. I don't know what is going on with this connection. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Um. I'm going to check time anyway just to make sure. So we've we've got about two minutes left anyway, but I want to make sure I get you back on the phone here so I can actually hear you. Can you hear me and now? I can't. I don't think it disconnected no! either. Kind can of you got hear me, you. Elizabeth? Do you got me? Oh, there I got oh. you. Can you hear me? Okay, good. Oh, no. So I might have to edit out the end of the show. I'm not sure. I think um, um, that's okay. I, I can't hear you hear perfectly, you all, and I'm not sure. And it and um, we've kind of, we've kind of run out of time anyway. But um, maybe you can. I don't know. Maybe call back. I don't know if you can call back in. Could you try doing that for me? Yeah. Maybe you can call back in before we go, and I'll and I'll just talk about a little bit about your book. Um, yeah. While we're talking here, hang on just a second. Let me tell you a little bit about Shanda's business because it's really cool. And she's super. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.